You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for joining for this very special last of season five episode on what to do when instincts take over. If you are listening to this live on Apple, this is our typical subscriber series episode, and I wanted everyone to get a taste for that as we end our year together. We also have a special replay episode today of Amy Wicks and I talking through Elf, and more importantly, even though I love Elf, While You Were Sleeping, which has become my favorite Christmas movie this year all of a sudden. So I'm very excited to share this with you. And I am so glad and hope you had a Merry Christmas or whenever you're listening or watching, I hope you are having a good season. We have kind of gone through a long Advent season. It felt a little longer this year, also shorter in the sense of how busy we all were, but just longer in the sense of the darkness. And I felt like there was just through the whole season themes of darkness to light. And I hope today's episode can follow that as we bring to light hope for you and your relationship after what might be a long season in middle marriage or early marriage or even pre-marriage. We have all kinds of seasons like that. So when our instincts take over, it can really be a hard piece of our work together. So I want to make sure you guys have awareness for what to do when that happens. We'll briefly go through the three instincts so you can pinpoint which ones are hitting you the hardest right now. And then we can also from there help you to rise up into the thoughts and the emotions that need to be walked out so that you're not just instinctual in all you're doing. So before we get to that on these subscriber only episodes, what we usually do is we end up allowing ourselves a moment to take a nice deep breath. So I'm going to have you do that with me today just as a way to get started. So go ahead and wherever you're at, allow yourself just to be very casual with me, very uh, cozy, take a nice deep breath and allow yourself to just take a moment to pause. So take that nice deep breath in and out as we welcome in focus together and learning and getting your oxygen all the way to your brain. So go ahead and take another nice, deep, regulating breath with me. As we go ahead and do this casual, fun episode together. So um, I really hope you had a good season. We also always start out with something positive from the last part of our week, because before we move ahead, we like to look back to see out of all of the turmoil and the hard pieces that may be forefront of our minds uh, at this time of year, just to say, let's look back and see what was good. It could be something as simple as your ants piece of pie. It could be something as amazing as an epic vacation, but just think back on the last week or so as to what blessed you, what really stood out to you. And maybe some of you, Christmas was that, just all the special memories of Christmas. Um, 
we definitely had a lot of those in our house. We had a special memory that stands out to me is I love music. I love to play music. I don't play it very often. You don't hear me talking about it very often, but I play tiny bits and and I do mean tiny bits of piano and clarinet and um, Hannah taught me a new guitar song. So that was really fun as a piece of joy from my you know, ancient kind of years to just bring forward and to say, oh my gosh, I had so much fun playing a little bit of music. And I uh, allowed myself to come into the SX instinct in the sense of trying something new. If you've been following the subscriber series, you know that the sexual instinct is not just about merging sexually or in deep conversation, but also trying new things and having new adventures. So when Hannah suggested I play the song from our favorite movie or one of our favorite movies, of course, Lord of the Rings notwithstanding, but uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, it was really fun for her to think of the David Bowie Space Oddity song with me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to learn to play that song. And she taught it to me on guitar. So it was so fun to play it for Wes as just an extra bonus gift. And I really thought that was like fun. And sometimes as a parent, we have fun just watching our kids open presents, but it was also just fun to invite in a marriage blessing um, in this just unique way. And the other reason, by the way, that I thought of it was Wes had said on the list when we were going through the seven love styles and what we were each feeling for gift giving, because um, this year Trudy did a nice post about that. Wes was like, I like emotional gifts that are sentimental and homemade. And so that really triggered me to shift a little bit instead of the typical type one straightforward gifts. I was like, oh, okay, got to like get on that because that's something that's right up my alley. So it was really cool. And I hope you had something just in the past week, like I said, something super, super simple. Usually I only share one, but I'm going to share an extra one just because it was super funny is we saw my aunt, my dad's sister, and she lives in an assisted care facility and my cousin's a PT. So she was able to get her out and get some mobility going. And we got to meet her at a restaurant and she was being so silly and goofy. And I remember where we have our silly, me and my kids and also Wes, but we have a very goofy sense of humor. And uh, we would say to my aunt, like, do you have any words you want to teach us in Croatian? And she would be like, I hate to say it, but then she would say something. <laughs> and then, then it wasn't like very nice, like where she's like, lupa means pretty and garda means ugly. But then she would say like potty words too. And we were just like, don't say it if you don't want it. Like she would be like, well, what does that mean? And then she'd go hate to say it. So it was cracking me up because I was like, oh my gosh, what a goof. No wonder Hannah still tells potty jokes at 18 and I still laugh at them at 44. So I just really had a good time thinking about like, oh, we had some very endearing moments and yes, there were some hard moments and maybe you had some of those two very awkward family moments where you're just like, okay, maybe we've set some boundaries and there was some awkwardness around that. So I know that was there, but take a moment to think on something that was delightful or fun or silly right now. And I'll just give you a moment to do that too.
Okay, good. I'm so glad. And you can keep thinking about it or pause me if you need more time for that because you are about to move forward and do some good work. So I'm grateful that we're doing this together. So as I said, today's topic is what to do when your instincts take over. So as we get into instincts, I'll remind you that the instincts are typically going to be one of three, maybe even all three of them on overload, but the self-preserving instinct the sexual instinct that we talked about earlier, and then the social instinct. And so any of those three instincts can take over in a way that really helps or hurts. And today we'll talk a little bit about both. When they help, it's because you're in a crisis and you need to move fast and you need to get something going. Like, okay, you know what? We just realized we lost our wallets and they have to be found. So we're in self-preserving mode right now of trying to find our basic security. That might have happened to some of you over the holiday where you had some sort of a travel emergency or an emergency where health was involved and you had to take care of that immediately. And that's when the instincts can take over in a good way and we don't really need to troubleshoot that because they're just doing their job, right? And the same with the sexual instinct. Maybe, um, uh, you know, maybe something happened and you had a really good reason to kind of clear some territory and somebody was on your territory and you're like, oh, no, no, we're not going to let that in. Or maybe you were realizing that you guys weren't having any sexual bond at all. And you're like, oh my gosh, we're letting this holiday slip away. We need to get that date night going. We need to um, just really foster romance. And so that would be a great example of bringing the, the sexual instinct out when it needs to come out. And then socially, again, maybe you could say, we were just holed up. You know, we got into this dark season and we just got depressed and we decided to just ha- take a risk and take some faith and go out and serve our community. Um, that would be beautiful. And I know um, sometimes families with teens can get that way where you're like running around so much and just taking care of them that you just kind of go into this introvert zone like I do sometimes. And just to be pulled out can be really good for you. So I know my kids and family pull me out, make me more expansive. I also saw my nieces and nephews with my, well, actually just my nephews with my sister and her husband and Abby, who's been on this podcast, and they were delivering Meals and Wheels on Christmas Day. So I was super impressed and blessed to see that. And I was also hopeful that they got some rest too. But um, she was saying that they didn't have enough uh, people to deliver the meals in Detroit. So she and her family, the executives all uh, did it. So that's how they solved that problem. So it was really loving to do that on their Christmas. And uh, that's a very social instinct sort of good move when people are in their homes and don't have any way to get out and don't have a holiday meal because their regular staff is off. So really, really happy when we can get out there and serve, even though sometimes it costs us. So you can see how all these instincts can take over in meaningful ways that are very important and are necessary to a quality life together. Um, But I also, today's topic is we're talking about marriage and what to do when your instincts take over in an unhealthy way. And like I said, just casual, fun episodes, so we're not getting super heavy handed, but it's important that you understand that as you're thinking about like, which instinct am I overusing, that you allow yourself to not just have that um, you know, 
fundamental attribution error about yourself where you're like, oh, I don't really do anything wrong. It's my spouse who's off. And that's, I know that sounds weird for new listeners out there where you're like, wait, I don't do that. But like, let me just say once again that if you aren't a new listener, you've heard this before, we definitely have that tendency as humans to believe that we are more perfect, that we are healthier than our spouse. And so just try to look at yours too, like not just your spouse's unhealthy instinct here, but what about your own? Which one were you leaning on a little too hard? And in general, I'll remind you that if it's self-prez, you might in general be overly worried about any of these three areas where you're thinking all about like your health and fitness and you're like, I can't have any kind of a, you know, snack. I know that actually somebody said that to me at a holiday party I was at um, and I was going for a dessert. Of course, you know, I was and they were like, um, I don't want to do this because it's the holidays and I've already had some this week. And it was just an odd situation because I had just arrived to the party and it was like, you know, why are you raining on my parade for going to the dessert tray? Like, this is where everybody's doing, you know, what everybody's doing. And it was kind of like just funny. And I was like, okay, maybe they legitimately should not be having a dessert. I'm certainly not going to make them have one. But like, I'm literally like grabbing this brownie at the same time as I'm like being compassionate, like, oh, okay. And I couldn't help but also feel like you might be a little in excess here with this by telling me about it. Like, I already had a dessert this week, so I can't have another. And I thought, you know, um, sometimes the self-prez can be a little overactive unless maybe you're a diabetic or, you know, there was another reason. Like, we're not going to go into that person's situation in depth. But what we can say is we could be rigid with it. Another way we could be rigid with it would be to say, oh, I can't take a day off of working out even though it was the holidays or even though I've just worked out for the last seven days or... Um, you know, I my cousin was sharing with her husband he's just done, but he won a bodybuilding competition and he was working out four times a day. And so it's like that was for a season, but he can't sustain that. And so you can understand that I've done this before. I've talked a lot about it. Many people have done this before where they've had uh, moments where they're like, I'm, I've got to be more health conscious or fitness conscious. But when we overdo, we have to notice that. And we can see how it can change our marriage a lot if we're like, I never allow myself a treat. I never allow myself a break from my workout. Another place in the self-press instinct you can do this is with money, where you're like, I really want to save because I need to. But as we've heard from John Gottman before, you know, sometimes our needs for saving can supersede our actual need and we can feel like, oh, well, remember, you know, like he shares this great story where he's like, uh, my relatives were in the Holocaust and I had to save money, but it's like, you know, to the level that you were saving it might not be as relevant as you're thinking. So at the same time, you have to watch for that. And then you can also do this in terms of quality time that you're spending where you're like, okay, I I know that I want to spend some time on me because I need some self-care. So I'm going to be, you know, managing my time and saying no to everybody. I mentioned that one earlier, actually, but resourcing, um, and also in terms of just your home where you could be overly attuned to your home. There's this family in Harriet the Spy. I love this old story. It sticks with me always, but this old family is 
sitting there with uh, these wonderful, I guess you would say, um, new items in their home. It's like they got a new living room set, a new grandfather clock, whatever it was. They only really used it or got it out when family or friends visited. Otherwise, they just sat and made their home beautiful and waited for people to come but never lived. So if you're overactive in the self-preserving instinct, I've just named lots of areas where it can happen. The health and wellness, the resourcing, the energy, the time, the finances, the home, the beauty, the comfort. You know, these are things to look out for like if you're getting too deep into any of these one areas for survival, um, then it's going to be a problem in your marriage. And looking at that with balance is the first step. And I'll share the, the final big step after I go through the other two categories too. But the next group is the um, the sexual instinct. So you want to make sure that you're not overly self-pres. And let's talk about how we want to make sure you're not overly in your sexual instinct. And that would be um, the zones of where you're auditioning, displaying, and drawing others in. Because, you know, you don't want to overdo that. Like, it's really good. And we've been talking about this on the last few subscriber episodes, actually. But like, if you don't give up on displaying, that's really good too because you don't want to like not care. You don't want to be like, oh, I already won you. I don't have to try anymore. It's like, no, I want to keep, I got the part now. I want to keep showing up for you. I want to be attractive to you. But when this becomes everything to you and it becomes an excess, it can take over as a means for survival, just like the self-pres. And you can feel like I have to be attractive to everybody or I have to be um, super you know, woman or man to my spouse, and I have to be so sexually arousing to them that you overdo this area of life. And that's not healthy, as you know. And that's something that could swing either way when those instincts take over. Um, and so I think that we just all have to know where we land on this. Like, I don't always land on that side. Like today, I'm laughing because I have a Moab Utah sweatshirt on and the shirt underneath it doesn't balance it very well and my hair is not super well brushed but I'm like you know what this is just uh, in between holidays episode I can chill and I don't have to be at the top of this game right now but when say you're going out for an anniversary dinner or if I'm in a big executive meeting and I'm not just podcasting all the time like I am conversationally here then maybe it's time to get up and get dressed in a big way and to really work work on how can you be that most attractive part of yourself. So just hear me out when I say that you're beloved, even when you're not, um, but don't overdo and don't underdo. Understand that giving up in your attractiveness and seeking a mate is not something I want you to do once you've gotten and secured your mate. I want you to keep loving them, keep loving yourself and knowing you're worth it. But when it goes too far, it's like that person who says, I have to sleep in my makeup. I'll never show anybody. And I'm not saying you have to change that, but maybe just take off the eyeliner. Maybe take off the mascara. Maybe allow yourself that moment. Just a small step to move back a little bit and to feel a little more comfortable just being you. Or if you're underdoing it to say, you know what, maybe I'll shower today. Maybe I'll brush my hair. And um, I, I saw somebody following me on Facebook the other day, or it was actually Instagram, and I cracked up out loud because I was like, oh, my people have found me because they were like chronically underbrushed hair. And I was like, oh my gosh, you totally got me. Um, but like, I think that what we have to do is just know where we land on either side. Yeah. <laughs> 
And maybe you're like a creative artist and you don't care about that as much. Or maybe you're like, no, I'm such a creative artist that I do. But notice where it's helping your marriage and notice where it's hurting. And try not to have too much pride in a negative way where you're like, no, it doesn't matter. The same thing goes for your exploration and edge and your sexual instinct because you also don't want to be that kind of person who's like, I just have to be so edgy. I have to try new things all the time. I can't be content at home. I have to explore at all times. And, um, you know, I actually don't live in a place like that. And I, I kind of think that that's how it was meant to work out because I could err on that side. Um, but also the other side where you never try anything out, like that would be another way of letting the self-pres instinct take over and not letting your sexual instinct in. So you can hear how this could go really both ways. Um, also with the merging the sex I talked about that earlier but you know where you're like oh I never want to do that with you ever like I'm not going to allow myself even for receptivity or um, I'm not going to allow intense listening and care I just don't care but to be like I I don't maybe now but I'm going to choose to love you like that's actual love and sacrifice to listen to something you weren't planning on listening to lean in and this is back to these John Gottman conversations that we've measured for um, you know in research to to say, man, like, you know, here I've seen it qualitatively in my sessions, but he's actually put the electrodes on people and he can see with over 90% certainty about divorce rates when you're not leaning in and listening intently. So keep that in mind for your sexual instinct that this deep listening, this deep care and merging, making time for it, um, but not causing it to be all your time where you're like groping at your spouse and not giving them space, um, as well as merging and uh, the listening and as well as displaying and adventures. So these are ways we want to balance with the instincts that we remember them and that we don't overuse them. Now, with the social instinct, how this can look when you are overusing it and this instinct is taking over is you're just caring for everybody out in the community and not your partner. And I hear this one a lot in sessions because it hurts. It hurts when your spouse does this. It hurts when you're like, I'm just at home and the spouse doing it. It doesn't immediately hurt because they're getting a lot of validation and support. And so it feels like breath. It feels like life to them. And it feels so healing, just like it does for those who are very sexually drawn or very self-preserving drawn. But the drawback is it doesn't help you either to not have a grounded space at home or the ability to be by yourself, to be able to be comfortable in your own skin. So even just taking a step back, like saying no to one thing in the week, if you normally say yes to seven, saying yes six times um, and seeing how it blesses your relationship. And, and it actually might for you guys to see, oh, I'm remembering why I say yes seven days because we're fighting every time I come home. So then you guys can figure that out together. Oh, maybe we need more positivity. Maybe we need a date instead that day. Maybe we need to do something relaxing. Let's get in the jacuzzi together. Whatever it is, you guys have your rituals. It might be a walk. It might be a hot meal. It might be something where you savor a book together after dinner, but it's really nice to start looking at why the social person is out a lot and then 
just trying to fill that in together in a different way. And then the other piece of that would be, of course, like I said, if you're not very social and you're not heading out at all, that's important for you to ask yourself that very opposite. And even if you have agoraphobia where you're not literally leaving the house, like my sister used to struggle with, you can truly find other ways to get support for that from home counselors and such. So don't ever think that there isn't hope for you if you're even struggling greatly mentally too. Um, It's so important at this time of year to know that there are people on both sides of this and there's hope for you. And there's hope for you even if you're just like, but I'm so busy, I'll never be able to slow down. Yes, you will. And you know what? You're going to be able to go a lot longer when you also slow down. So, and when I say longer, I mean like long term, you're not going to burn out. And trust me, I've been there. So I know this to be true. Um, and I had to allow myself after many days of running around this Christmas season. I was really happy to get some time to just chillax. Um, And I needed that because I was like, okay, I don't like this instinct as much as I used to because it burnt me out. So now just having some time set aside for peace. um, It was so funny because I was filling out this inventory of what I want to get done each day. and, And it was really perfectly timed when I just wrote down instead, like nothing. I want to get peace done today. And I was wishing that the the calendar creator had understood that for some people, it isn't just more, more, more. It's what's going to bring balance and peace. So I think that that might be something you have to look at if you run a little bit hard like I do is coming back home and seeing what could be balanced or then I can go that opposite. Maybe you too, where you're like, okay, now I'm at home and I need to get out. So keep working on balancing these. But there's one more piece that I said I was going to share with you today. And that is, let's just say that your instincts are all balanced and you've done a really nice job. And you're like, I, I have my time each day where I take care of my money or each week and I am doing pretty well on my self-care and I'm doing really well on my sexual instinct. I feel balanced overall there. And then you're also doing really well socially where you're like, I think I have a good balance, but I still feel like our marriage isn't close or I still feel off personally. That's a really good time to see if you have any kind of addiction in your life or any kind of issue that's taking you to a space of trauma where you're still hurting and in pain because there's unaddressed issues in your life. And so that Enneagram balancing is great, but instincts are still going to take over and you're still going to miss the deeper work of doing your emotional work. Um, And that's important for you to look at if you don't feel okay after balancing. So for some of you, you're like, nope, I already get it. Now that's good. I'm off to the races. But for others of you, just hear me out when I say, if you're still struggling with a lot of anger or sadness or shame, this is a good time for you to get some support online or with a therapist or with one of our coaches because it's really normal to struggle at different moments and to also need a space to do that. And I also want to welcome you to our freebies page at enneagramandmarriage.com where we have all kinds of resources for you, including my refresh prayer cycle, where you just write out your prayers or you can do this one out loud, but you really allow yourself to grieve, then you allow yourself to come into gratitude and then planning and then you get into your day. So that's one way of doing things. Another way, like I said, is getting a therapist or a coach 
coach to support you. And another way is we have our five uh, session basically classes coming up January 11th, 2024. So make sure you get on board with me and teaching you live if you're that type of person who's like, I'm going to have some live questions because I'm going to be walking through my book, The Enneagram in Marriage, so that you can truly find the depths of, okay, I see that I wasn't maybe balanced here, but there's more layers to what I'm walking through. And you can talk to me about those. And I'm excited to get to do that with you because that's what it's for is for you to get the deeper dive support at a fraction of the cost of coaching. So make sure you check that out. Make sure that you understand that you're not broken in a way that's not repairable. Everybody has imperfections. Nobody is perfect. Everyone is on the journey. But if you're seriously dealing with a a deep mental health crisis and it's very severe, the first thing I want you to do is get a hold of your local 911 and really go for the help there. But otherwise, your local mental health, our coaching course, you are not alone. This refresh prayer cycle where you can allow yourself to be bold and to name what's going on underneath and to do your work on how am I going to start new rituals, new routines. And you can even head back to our episodes from earlier this year. We talk in January, earlier 2023, about how to walk into new habits from James Clear's Atomic Habits. Um, And we're going to continue journeying together in season six. But I just wanted to let you know that we have all these ways of supporting you if you're like my balancing isn't quite enough, Krista. So I just want to say I'm so proud of you for all the work you've done this year. So very thankful for this amazing journey, uh, this whole season with you guys. It's been a joy to write the book, to get it out there. I was really processing that this week and just saying, It was for my core community and that has been achieved and that makes me happy in the way of like relief. Like my core community has something really exactly what I hoped they would have and I'm grateful to Baker Books for being a huge part of that. As you know, we're better together. So thanks for supporting. Thanks for sharing it. Thanks for reading it. Um, Thanks for just holding it as a piece of your library that you have that you can go back to if you're looking for your conflict tips, if you're looking for your instinct tips, if you're looking for your tips on how to figure out your vice and your way of walking through painful emotions or thoughts. Like it's in there and I also have tips for you to keep going. We're going to keep doing that. I'm keeping on writing. You know I am there for you. So let's just continue this journey together and make sure you grab anything and everything you need in the show notes. If you like the subscriber episode, make sure you subscribe to the special Wednesday pods, which are a lot like this, where we get into some practical examples and teachings each Wednesday. So all right, I'll talk to you later. Bye guys. Happy New Year. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.